This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Time for the Word of God. I hope you enjoy worship, communion, and it's really awesome we're able to do communion together. We're going to continue to do that once a month for our online community, just like we do it in person. And so let's dive into the word. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, Speak to us, God, just as we partook of communion, the bread of heaven. We thank you, Lord, that you are the bread of heaven. You are the word of God. So we ask you, Lord, to feed us today. Nourish us in our spirit. Touch us and make us new. Change us and Jesus, make us more like you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said amen. Okay, here we go. Uh, today, we're concluding our series, Lunch Money, um, and uh, what to do with what God gives you. And today, uh, I want to talk about uh, that we are called to really uh, steward uh, everything God gives us. We're stewards, as we've learned in this series. And in that, our stewardship and the rewards and blessings um that come as a result of good stewardship. Somebody say God rewards. I mean, that's all over the book, people. It's what God does. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you look at the parable of the talents, which is the quintessential parable concerning stewardship, I believe in the scriptures, um, that more was given when there was good stewardship, right? Bad stewardship, um, what was given was taken from them. So, uh, so, um, and it's funny. I mean, we've been preaching on stewardship all month. We didn't really dive into that, that parable per se. I think we kind of touched on it, but this is today. Today is about the fact that as we steward and are rewarded, we must remember church. We must remember that the blessings and rewards of stewardship are not exclusively for us that actually stewardship, good stewardship, must have generational impact. Uh, That is the heart of God. The heart of God for a generation to steward well is so that they pass on something to the next generation, okay? And so we're gonna jump right in to the, the message today with this. The first point is this is that God is a generational God, okay? Like, like th- this is just in the heart of God, okay? He is a father, and as a father, he, he, ha- he our God, has a heart uh, that there would be generational blessing and generational transfer and generational impartation that what we do doesn't end with us that actually uh let what we do um give a good kickstart to the next generation we must we must not only our own biological children but the generation that will be here when you and I are no longer here okay we 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 must build this way we must think this way. I mean, this is a, a stewardship mindset. True stewardship 
is a mindset that desires to leave something for the generation, the next generation. We live for next gen, the, 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 that we, we want to lay a groundwork for them, okay? So once again, point number one, we're going to start right here. God is a generational God, okay? Say that with me. Say God is a generational God. Okay, so stewardship, I said this, but I, I just want to read through my notes, okay? But um, stewardship is never just about me and what I get. It isn't. It never has, never should be. Do we reap the benefits in our generation uh, because of our stewardship? Yes. And will we suffer consequences in our generation for bad stewardship? Yes. But I'm here to tell you right now, good stewardship produces a generational blessing and bad stewardship, it, it causes the next generation to suffer. Okay, uh, somebody say, "Man, so we we got We got to stay connected to young folks. We got to stay connected. We have to honor those that are before us and serve those that are coming uh, behind us." God is a generational God. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Somebody say generations, okay? So stewardship is never just about me and what I get. Any, if you, if you look at this, think about this. Any long-term blessing you see generationally, whether it's in a family, a church, a community, a city, um, I can almost guarantee that it's as the result of good stewardship, that somebody has done something well, managed something well enough to be able to pass it on to the next generation, okay? Um, so, so, so stewardship has this, has this mindset that it's, that it's not just about my life. It's not just about me. It's not, it's not like, look at me. Look what I've done. Look what I have collected. Look what I have done for me. No, uh, I and doing this for those that are coming. Okay, so good stewardship, here it is. Good stewardship is our gift to the next generation. It is our gift, bad stewardship, okay, is not a gift to the next generation, but good stewardship is, okay? Like, let's look at this, let's look at this. This is a very familiar verse, um, but Proverbs 13, verse 22, very, very familiar verse that people use a lot. I've heard it a lot, uh, but here it is. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Somebody say generations. Uh, gener so so w w good stewardship, actually, according to this verse, okay? Good stewardship brings a blessing on the next two generations. Isn't that something? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Uh, you know, when, when we leave our children with nothing, and I'm not just talking about like a bank account, okay? Just hear me. I'm talking about all of it. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about uh, walking with Jesus. I'm talking about faithfulness to God. I'm talking about, um, you know, just good teaching of the word. I'm talking about sound doctrine. I'm talking about um, your life of faith, walking with God and uh, the children and the next generation, seeing that, 
witnessing that, experiencing that with us. Um, you know, us, us, us fathers and, and maybe more mature folks, uh, you know, we always ought to find ourselves in, 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 in between generations and that we are living in that space and we are, we are stewarding in that space. We are receiving from those from before, honoring and receiving from those that are even older than us, older than us, even, um, you know, chronologically, just older in years and older in faith and beyond where we are. And then those that are coming, we ought to find ourselves and fix ourselves and place ourselves in the gap of two generations. Okay. And, and, and a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. There, there's a good man, like a, a good, good, good man, good steward. Okay. That, you know, we can't leave nothing if we haven't built anything, right? So, uh, and whether that is building a healthy relationship with Jesus, right? That thing is built. We are being built, the Bible says, a spiritual house. So we are builders in this generation and we wanna pass on something to the next generation. God is a generational God. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. And like I said before, you know, inheritance isn't just about resources. It, it can be and it is. I mean, but but let's not just let, let's let's think let's think um multi-dimensional here. Let's think um let's think about everything. Our, our let's think about stewardship is comprehensive. Am I right? So inheritance ought to be comprehensive. If stewardship is spirit, soul, body, financially, relationally, mentally, emotionally, um, you know, uh, all that. If, if, if that, if, if, if everything, every good gift comes from God, we're stewarding it all. So let, you know, let, let's look at inheritance as not just one thing, one dimension. Let's look at it in every aspect because we are stewarding every aspect. Am I right? This is all from God and we are stewarding it. And when we steward well, I'm telling you right now, if you steward well, you're gonna have, you're gonna have more than enough to absorb in your, in your life. That's what stewardship is. It's to build something to pass on, to create a life uh, with God that we pass on. So inheritance isn't just about resources. It's about how we steward those resources that, you know, uh, it, it, it is not about how, how matters more than what. Do, do you follow what I'm saying? And, and let me say it this way. How matters more than how much. It's, it's how we do it. Um, because the, the how much is relative. The, the how, I mean, it's not about, oh man, I want to, you know, it's not about, man, I need to leave my children $3 million. Uh, in a, you know, uh, um, and who knows, like that might be the case, but stewardship is more than that. If we just give them a what or a how much and don't um, live a life of good stewardship, they will squander that and they will waste it and they will consume it. We, it's, it's not so much what we pass on. It's how we lived and how we managed what God gave us, how we stewarded what God gave us that matters more. It's 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 our lifestyle, our disciplines. It's 
It's, um, it's our walk with God. It's our, it's, it's the purity of our heart. It's our faith. It's our continuance with God. It is our accountability that they, that this generation sees that we carry. It's, it's, it's us dealing with our pride and our ego and our insecurities and our issues and, and, and us willing to deal with that and be honest about it. And, 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 and allow God to heal in our life. I mean, those, that is good stewardship. And when we do that, that soul work, right? That, that God, um, have your way in me type stuff that touches everything. Am I right? Can I get an amen, somebody? So how matters more than what and how the how, you know, in parentheses, the how. Matters more than how much. All right. Um, uh, matters more than how much. Um, you know, and uh, let me let me just share this here. I, I talked about my biological father a little bit last Sunday being Father's Day. I, I think I, I just, you know, by the just the spirit of God leading me, I, I think I spoke a little bit more about it and about him in person. But my dad, my and just as an example, you know, my dad was wasn't wealthy he didn't have a lot of money um and and so uh and so he was literally he graduated from high school back he he's kind of um older even for my age growing up all the kids all my friends parents were younger than my dad so um so he graduated just so you can get an idea of age here uh he graduated from high school in 1955 once he graduated his uncle uh, they were a part of an Italian community in San Francisco. Uh, my my grandparents came through Ellis Island um, in the 1920s. And uh, my dad is a first-generation American. My grandparents are from a small uh, northern city in Italy called Luca. Um, hence the name of our third-born, Luca. Um, but... Um, uh, he, he graduated from high school and he got it. He, he didn't, he wasn't really great in school, um, but he did it. He graduated and stuff. And my uncle um, in the Italian community they were in got him a job as a butcher. So he just, my uncle was a bit older than him and just hooked him up. And so ever since he graduated from high school up until retirement, that's what he did. He was a butcher. Okay. His name's Guido and people would call him Guido the butcher. But um, anyway, uh, so um yeah, so he just, that's what he did, okay? And so it's not like he was able to, you know, it's not like, you know, he has some kind of mansion or what, you know what I mean? But I'll tell you what he did, what he did model for me as a son was his work ethic and continuance and just the way he managed things in this natural world. I didn't get um, like faith from my biological father I didn't get that from him, but I did get just the discipline of, of, of this, just doing what you got to do, you know, uh, not wasting your resources, saving your money and, and, and just, um, being responsible, that kind of thing. And so, um, so as a result of that, he did have some material things to pass on when he passed some time ago in 2017. But I would say the most important thing I got from him really was his work ethic and uh, and the way he was responsible. 
he just owned the responsibility of things and just work, uh, paying bills, finances. So I really, I mean, he, it was how he lived that I just assumed, oh, that's how I'm supposed to be, right? So that, he imparted that to me, right? And so, so once again, you know, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And my heart is that I will impart the same thing to my children, right? That, you know, be consistent, be faithful, show up on time, you know, those kind of things, right? Apply yourself, those kind of things, uh, you know? And so here we go. Yeah, let's go to the next verse. But in, in Psalm 145, verse four, once again, as you're turning there, Psalm 145, verse four, say it with me. Say it with me. Say, God is a generational God. God is a generational God. Okay, Psalm 145, verse four. Here it is. One generation shall praise your works to another. Say, God is a generational God, right? One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Here it is, my next point, folks. Stewardship is about the next generation, okay? Stewardship is about the next generation. Stewardship is a method. It's a vehicle to create a generational blessing. Hallelujah. Don't you want to impart something to the next generation? I believe in your heart, in your in your soul, in your mind. You're like, man, I want to give this. I want my kids. I want the next generation. I, I want maybe maybe it's your nieces or your nephews or maybe it's some young people around you in one way or another. Maybe there's some employees or some some people you work with that are young, and you're like, man, I want to give them this. Man, I wanna I want to tell them, look, you got it. This this is how you do it. This this this, this is how. You know, um, right? That, that's, that, you know, when we steward well, we got something to give them. We got something to give them, to impart to them, right? You know, and you, you know, you know this, man. If you know anything about um, just even biblical history or even just, um, if, you, if you see the, uh, because the Orthodox Jews, man, through the ages, through the centuries, have extracted this, uh, extrapolated this from the Torah, from the law, from the Old Testament. And you see it generationally in, in that community, okay? Um, and we are in Christ and, and, and we are, as the scripture says, the spiritual Israel. We are representatives of God in the earth. We are ambassadors and we're stewards. And part of, at the core of stewardship, people of God, my brothers and sisters, at the core is, is that we would impart something to those that are going to be here when we're gone. Hallelujah. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Spiritual inheritance is not so much about what I have. It's about how I live. Uh, uh, Good stewardship isn't about what I have, it's how I live. What I impart to the next generation isn't so much about what I have, it's my lifestyle that matters more because they can impart the habits to their context, right? Just giving them something 
um, can actually pose a problem. Okay, so here it is. So I, I, I can teach with my words. Am I right? I personally love to teach. We actually have teachers in our community that are actually educators, right? We have great communicators in our church. But see, I can teach with my words, but I impart, I impart with my lifestyle. I'm going to say this again. I can teach with my words, but I can impart something with my lifestyle. I'm going to say it again a third time. Say it with me. Look at somebody if you're with somebody and tell them you can teach with your words, but you will impart with your lifestyle. All right. Um, let, 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 let's, let's close the gap, uh, the margin between what we say and how we live. Let's, let's, let's try to marry those two. Amen. Let's try to marry those two. Let's say, let's say and live the same thing. Let's close the gap of our words and how we actually live. Hallelujah. Let's look at this verse here. This is really good. First Corinthians chapter four. Verses 15 to 17, 1 Corinthians 4, starting with verse 15, we're going to end with verse 17, here we go, uh, before I read it, say it with me, say God is a generational God, number two, say it with me, stewardship is about the next generation, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 15, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. Instructors teach, fathers impart by way of how they live. Telling you, uh, the Apostle Paul, um, told the church in Thessalonica. He was like, man, I desire to give you our own soul. Like, think about that. It gets pretty heavy, right? But he's like, man, basically my life is here for you. I, 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 I this is, this is my life. I'm not here to just teach you. I'm not here just to give you principle. You could go to a conference for that, right? Or you could, you could, you could sign up for an online conference for that. But I'm here to tell you right now that conferences and teachers and, and even uh, seminaries and, and master class and TED Talks, right? There's nothing wrong with communication and education and teaching, but in the kingdom, in faith community, fathers are required. Fathers live a life around people, with people, and that is stewardship, okay? Um, and I know in, uh, in this world, it's like, Influence kind of seems to elevate people into this space of 
where uh, they, they, they teach and they are communicating to hundreds of thousands, some maybe even hundreds of thousands, but they are not fathering those people, right? And there's nothing wrong with communication and even the message, praise the Lord for the message of the gospel through teaching. But I'm here to, that's why it says here in 1 Corinthians 4, 15, uh, for though you might have 10,000, look at this, 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. We're talking about inheritance. Inheritance comes from fathers, not communicators. Inheritance comes from, from those that give their life for people and community and quote unquote, you know, sons and daughters. Like that is how faith community operates. Like if you go through the ages, last two, um, uh, you know, centuries or, you know, last 2000 years, what I, I'm here to tell you right now, if you just read history, what has kept the church, the, the, the ecclesia, the, the called out ones in community, faith community, what has kept them through um, the role from the starting point, right? Under the Roman Empire in a certain um, geographic area and, and, and spread up, went up into Europe. And from Europe and, and, and through that process, actually in Spain as well, through into Latin America, into, I mean, and, and on every continent and, and throughout all of these um, political powers, world powers, world wars, um, in every, on every continent, what, what has kept, here we are in 2021, and we are a faith community that is based out of Los Angeles, California. What, how has this happened? How has, how has uh, there been this, uh, you know, this praise to God, right? One generation shall praise your works to another. And I'm here to tell you right now, what has, what has kept the church is, is people, Obviously, God's grace and hand in his divine plan. But if you look at it from a leadership perspective and from a stewardship perspective, it is people that have chosen and been called to sacrifice their life for the community they're called to. It has been the heart to pastor and, and, and to shepherd local communities. There, there's nothing else that has kept the church alive. Like it's like technology has not kept the church alive. A certain move of God, might, even a move of God that was within a generation. It's not that, that, that would might've been an emphasis. Like a, like a certain, if you look at the, through history, like, you know, uh, a certain moves of God or have happened and you have the Protestant Reformation and the various awakenings that happened on, on American soil and all that. Praise the Lord for that. That, that is awesome. But, but, but those are just, those are, those are within, many times those are within a generation. So, so what is transferred this is that people called of God have said, man, I am called to that community. I'm called to father to create and steward and create an inheritance for the next generation. 
That is what has kept the church alive throughout the ages. Verse seven, um, sorry, not verse seven. That, that's the next verse. Look at verse 15 again. I'm gonna read it again. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 15. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers for in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Verse 16, therefore I urge you, look at this, imitate me. Somebody say stewardship. Say imitate. That's where you get the word mimic. It's a Greek word. It, and, and the word mimic comes out of that word. Um, so imitate me. And in another, in another portion of scripture, he says, what does he say? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Somebody say lifestyle. It's our lifestyle. He's saying, man, as I follow Christ, just follow that. Just look at that. You know, I, and, and Paul knew, uh, the apostle Paul even knew enough that I'm a human, I'm broken, I'm frail in my humanity. I am not perfect, it is Christ. But man, I am here to model, to, 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 to show you this is the way. We are called to look at the next generation and we should with confidence by the grace of God be able to look at them and say, follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Don't Im imitate my 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 the, the, my my little weird things I, you know I do or or, or the, the, don't don't imitate everything. But as I follow Christ, just look at that. Follow that. Um, we should, with confidence, be able to say, you know, I urge you, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Uh, verse seventeen. For this reason, I've sent Timothy. Look at this. He's thanking stewardship. He wasn't able to make it to them. So he sent his son. Stewardship. Spiritual, like father. So awesome here. For this reason, I've sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you, this is so good, guys, who will remind you of my ways in Christ. Stewardship. That we are called to be an example and a model that, that the next generation could follow your ways in Christ, your disciplines, your lifestyle in Christ. We're called to be that and do that. Who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere and in every church. Isn't that awesome? He taught, but he lived. It's both, it's both, it's both. He taught, but he lived. He lived it and he taught it. It was his mouth and it was his feet. It was how he walked that he knew that if you, if you follow this, you're gonna receive the impartation. You're, you're gonna be able to live this thing out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say it with me again. Say stewardship is about the next generation. All right. My last and final point today, folks, is stewardship is an investment in the future. Okay. So let's go back. Let's go back real quick. Once again, I like to repeat these and, and let, let's say them together here. Once again, repeat after me. God is a generational God. Awesome. I, I believe you said it. Next one, stewardship is about the next generation. All right, and stewardship is an investment in the future. Okay, it's an investment in the future. Here we go. And, and like we said before, it's, it's your lifestyle. It, it, it is how we live. It is how we manage. It's, the stewardship is, is inviting God into our life, saying, God, show me how to do this. 
Show me how to do this well. Show me how to do this so well that it's worth following. Come on now. Lord, show me how to do this thing called following you so well that the next generation will follow it. Um, God wants to grace us that our lifestyle is worth following. Now, I'm not trying to, this isn't anything weird. It's following us as we follow Christ. It's that we model it, right? If you look at one of the Hebrew definitions of the word man, no, there, there's a reason for this, that the literal definition of one of the definitions of man in, the, in, 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 in Hebrew is model. It's a model. We are called as, as, as fathers, as men of God, and as the local church, Christ followers, okay? This applies to everybody, uh, that, that, that we would live a life that is worth following. Come on now. And so stewardship is an investment in the future. Here we go. Second Timothy, this is my last verse. Second Timothy chapter four. All right, verses six to eight. I'm gonna read it quickly. Second Timothy four, verse six to eight. For I am already poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Look, he's talking about, I'm about to go. I'm about to go. I'm about to be poured out as a drink offering. My time, we are, we are stewards of time. He's like, my time is up. But this is how I stewarded it, Timothy. This is how I did it. This is how I did it. You know, it's a spiritual son. He's like, man, this is how I did it, son. Okay, I'm about to go. We are stewards of time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. And he's highlighting the way he lived in time. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Verse eight, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Somebody say reward. Stewardship has a reward. Good stewardship, okay? It's the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Your fight today is an investment in young people. The way you fight, I fought the fight. Uh, the way you fight, people gotta see us fight. You know, in a sense, I don't mean, you know, I'm talking spiritually. I'm talking about fighting through things, uh, fighting through struggle, fighting through trouble, fighting through tribulation, fighting through this life that has trouble and tribulation in it. We, we, we the way we fight spiritually today is an investment in young people for tomorrow. Good questions I ask myself about my kids. Or and, and me modeling is, am I determined to finish? Do they see the fruit of my fighting through? Do they see the fruit of my fight? How do they see me respond in trials? Hallelujah. We are called, we are called to steward well because it's an investment in the future. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for your presence, your grace, and your anointing. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we'd all be good stewards, that we would look at life as, as, as what we said in this series as lunch money. It is something given to us that is not ours. 
but we're called to steward it well. So I pray, God, that we would all, we as a community, as Christ followers, would steward well so we can bring a blessing on the next generation. In Jesus' name. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.